being able to be a travel nurse and take time off was like the best thing in the world. A lot of people talk about the money. The money is great. Do not get me wrong. But my thing was, I needed that flexibility. I needed to be able to work my 13 weeks and relax after or take time off in between my contracts and like even during the contracts and just be able to rest. And so that is what kind of saved it because I was telling my husband, I was like, man, I don't know how much longer I can do this if I have to keep working like this and picking up extra shifts and I'm not getting paid anything. Ladies, gentlemen, uh, brace yourselves because today on BTS, I have a powerhouse guest uh, whose uh, resilience, passion, uh, sheer dedication to really the art and science of uh, nursing is, is very inspiring. And, uh, you know, starting from coming out of nursing school, you, you uh, dove deep into uh, the neonatal intensive care uh, world, and you've seen babies uh, fighting against unimaginable odds, which we'll get into one of the uh, stories you shared with me. Um, and you've just been on the front lines, uh, giving really the most critical babies a shot at life. Um, you're also uh, an ECMO nurse, uh, and your journey uh, has had its challenges, uh, that's for sure. Uh, from you know the the passing of your, of your friend um, that really led to you chasing your your dreams, to, um, but found a saving grace in good old travel nursing, um, and you know where you're not only you know uh, healing bodies, but you're also going through this journey of of of, of healing your own spirit and, and figuring out your path and you know being a fierce advocate for your patients. Uh, you I know are also an aspiring linguist, uh, learning Spanish, uh, so. Um, but yeah, and you really are just from my perspective, you know, you're a beacon of, of, of wisdom, of inspiration, really for everybody. But if we want to be specific to, you know, our community, the nursing community or the child nurse community or your area of expertise, uh, you are absolutely an inspiration for Nikki nurses everywhere. So it is an honor. It is a pleasure uh, that I get to welcome uh, the exceptional, uh, the unstoppable force of a human being, Kiana. Welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really excited to be here. This is honestly my first time doing a podcast. I'm excited. Let's go. Well, I'm fired up. And I feel like that was a bit of a long-winded intro, but there's like so much that like I just wanted to acknowledge right out the mm -hmm. gate because that from what you shared with me, and I was like, I I really just feel like you're the, from what I know of it. From what, you know, your story is like super powerful and it's inspiring. And you know, I just was really, really excited to, and you know, grateful and obviously humbled to, to have you with me today. Um, so, so welcome. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, first time on the show, so um, that's uh, that's fun too. And uh, I don't know what we're gonna talk about today, but you know, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll just have a have a conversation uh, and see where it takes us. But there is actually one. I think yeah, I was thinking about this, like, what's a good starting point? Because like, because of your story and, and, and what, I, what I've learned of it is, you know, one thing that stood out to me, and that, again, is a fact that I feel like is, you know, uh, super powerful and inspiring, and that really kind of, you know, you know was like super interesting to hear about is uh, kind of the, the dream and the foundation of, of your, your dream uh, that you had uh, with your best friend of becoming NICU nurses. Um, and she obviously, unfortunately, passed away when you, you can clarify this, like when you guys were in nursing school, I'm not exactly sure, but I, I would love for you to tell me more about that part of your, your journey and how, you know, has her you know, memory influenced the way you've, you've approached what you do? 
I started out honestly not thinking I was going to be a nurse. I wanted to really honestly what I wanted to be a vet. <laughs> I loved animals and then I got to college and I was like, mm, I don't think I want to be a vet anymore. Like I can get animals if I love them that much. <laughs> so I ended up changing to um, pre-med. So I was like, let me be a doctor. I love working with women. I love working with babies. And so I wanted to be an OBGYN. I... Uh, was like i'm gonna be drowned in debt i was already in debt putting myself through school so i was like well what's the next best thing and i was like nursing that's more hands-on i'm with the patient more and i was like all right and then i was like well what area would i really want to go when i love babies i already knew about obese so i was like NICU, like the neonatal of intensive care you're not like that's me like i would love to work with these babies and so my best friend and i she started out more getting her associates. I went straight into the university. So at that time, we were like on the same path, but yet, you know, a little bit different. Um, so we would just share our ideas and what we wanted. And unfortunately, she ended up passing away my junior year um, while we were in college. But I was like, all right, I'm going to press on. Like, this is for us. This is what we wanted to do. She was actually a Nikki baby. So that's what really inspired her and I was like, well, mm-hmm. I want to work with babies. So we both kind of just put our dream together. We was like, NICU nurses, like, let's do it. Um, so I ended up, oh, my story. Really, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I fell nursing school twice. So literally, my, the first time I completely fell down the program, my um, counselor was like, well, you only have a few classes left if you want to just get a bachelor's. I was like, man, at that time, I was just exhausted. I was working full time. I was taking care of my mom who had cancer at the time, taking care of bills. It was just a struggle. So I was like, I'm just going to graduate. Forget it. So about two years later, um, who my husband, who was a boyfriend at the time, we ended up dating for like a whole year. And he's like, I'm telling him about my dream. Like, I want to do nursing school, but I'm so nervous because I'll be full time working, trying to balance that and pay for school. And he was like, don't worry about it. He's like, just come move in with me and I'll pay for everything. And I'm like, huh? Like, dude, we've only been dating like a year and you want to like literally take all the responsibilities? And I'm like, what's the catch? Like, I'm just waiting, right? Too good to be and true. No, right. Yeah. And he ended up actually doing it. My second semester, I ended up actually failing a class. So, oh my God, at that point, I'm on edge. My depression just shot through the roof. My anxiety shot through the roof. And at that time, like, I didn't completely follow the program because they have what's called, like, a remediation class. And you basically take this class, and it teaches you how to, like, test and take the questions, but you still have to pass. I was so determined. I was like, I'm going to make an A. I'm going to, like, really learn because this is my chance. And that was my struggle. I will study, like, 10 plus hours a day. But with nursing school, if you don't know how to take these questions, you can know everything. If you don't know how to take these like take these questions you're gonna fail so that was like my determination i get back in at that time i'm making a's b's but i was still just so on edge and still like so depressed and my anxiety was just oh my gosh i ended up actually gaining so much weight like i was like 300 pounds it was ridiculous but by the grace of god i ended up passing and Luckily, I had a job lined up my second to last semester, and so I went straight into the NICU. There was nothing else I was going to do. My teachers were like, well, go on semesters, and I'm like, no. And they're like, well, do your preceptorship in semesters, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. So they just gave up on me because I'm like, I'm going to do NICU. This is what I want to do. I'm not going to do anything else. So that's 
pretty much my journey straight out of the game ever since Florida went into the NICU. Wow. Well, first thing I want to give a big shout out to your now husband, your future husband at the time. He clearly had some exceptional foresight in that, hey, if I support uh, he, she's going to be able to accomplish what she wants to get right. done. And so a uh, big shout out to him. Uh, and just to make it crystal clear, he's married, he's taken, she found herself a winner, you know, so um, just got to make sure that we get that on record. Uh, but really what I, I mean, there's, there's a lot we could dive into there, but I guess the other thing that listening to that is like how you like, you kept failing forward, right? Uh, you literally were failing, but you were failing forward. You weren't like, even though you, as you said, you're like, hey, I, my stress level all time high, anxiety through the roof. Uh, it wasn't a fun journey, but you kept persevering. You kept pushing forward. What What was it that like the there's that's a to me that's mindset. Like you have to have a mindset to where like, man, this sucks. This is shitty. Whatever it might be, but like I am going to prevail. So what was that for you? Really, it was because I didn't have, like, the best childhood growing up. And so this is why I put myself through college as it was anyway. And I was like, I'm going to make something of myself. And at that time, when I failed the first time, I was actually working as a patient care tech in a hospital. And, you know, I didn't mind working with nurses and doctors. But I was like, you know, after a while, I was like, man, like, I'm working with all these nurses and this is what I want to do. Like, uh, so I just kept getting reminded, like, no, keep going, like go after your dream, even if it takes time. Cause at that time I was like, well, I'll just stay. Hopefully I can put myself through school. But so I was just like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And that was kind of the thing. And then just like having my best friend in the back of my mind and her mom and her, she was, you know, inspiring me to keep going. So I had really good people in my corner as well. Yep, supporting supporting cast is so huge, and you know, because really, it's like anything that we do meaningful in life, or the guess it's just what I believe. So it's like yeah. if anything we do meaningful in life, it's like you do it with a team, whether that's family, friends, or coworkers, etc. Like if you're gonna do something meaningful, if you're gonna have success, you're gonna do it together. And it's so important to have that uh, for supporting cast family, that 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 inner circle that you know is positive and supportive and encouraging but also willing to challenge you too, right? Um, and in and, and, and a team of that nature, because uh, the obstacle is the way, as your your example uh, definitely uh, is another great one of, of exactly that. And, um, you know, what, what is in the path becomes the path, you know? And uh, I love everything about that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, because it's something I know you told me you're very passionate about, uh, advocacy. And... Um, so you obviously, uh, you're, you're a NICU nurse, uh, you're working as a staff nurse, and I, and I think obviously this is staff and travel related for sure, but I know that advocacy is a strong uh, theme um, in your journey, and it's something that you're clearly passionate about, uh, particularly for being a voice for both the uh, patients um, and, their, and their parents, really, because again, obviously, I mean, parents are involved, but you know, in, in the NICU patient care experience, parents are 100% always involved, uh, typically, right? Um, or the far majority of the time. And so, um, yeah, so just tell me, like, well, you know, how do you how do you approach those types of uh, delicate situations? They call me a pitbull. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, pause, pause, pause. Let's, 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 let's dig into this. Pitbull, I, I love, should I go get mine from, from, from outside and bring him in? He can join us on the show. Get my, get my guy Woodford. Yeah. 
literally going into the NICU. Um, I would just see like I love doctors, like so I love you guys too, but there's times where I feel like sometimes the parents are being heard and with the NICU, like babies can't defend themselves. So it's up to us nurses, it's up to the parents to really just be the ones to defend them and for us to defend the babies and the parents. I feel like in the NICU, they come as a package. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, no, you guys are a package. I include these parents in everything. I'm like, hey, have you held your baby? Have you changed a diaper? Have you taken a tip? They're like, no. And they're so scared. And I think just working with them, I'm like, man, like these parents are scared. If you had a baby who's just super sick or dying every 2.5 seconds, which they love to do, especially as these tiny preemies, you would be scared too. And so I just recognize like, man, I need to involve these parents. I need to make sure that they know everything that's going on. I need to just, I want them to be comfortable. And so there's a lot of times where I'm like, well, why are we doing this course of action? Because the parents, they don't know. Like, and sometimes just their diagnosis is just so complicated. And sometimes like doctors use big words and I'm like, no, you guys have to simplify this so that they can understand they can be comfortable. It's already frightening just for them to be here. So like, let's just make it a little bit more comfortable. And I've just seen times where parents are just like, well, I don't know what's going on or they're freaking out. And I'm like, all right, let's sit down. Like I will literally sit down with parents, pull up a chair and I'm like, all right, ask me anything that you that you have a question about what can I clarify for you how can I make your stay more comfortable and so I just kind of go that course and I'm and I love 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 when parents can just hold their kids for the first time or even just touch their little toes or their hand like that just like brings me the most warmth because parents are scared we will let a parent hold their babies while they're intubated when they have a tube down their throat I'm like no we can do this like come on you know and they're saying like come on I'm like nope let's do it sit down Take a shot. We can do skin to skin. We can do all the things like, you know, so just having them comfortable is my number one thing. Um, as a travel nurse, especially working in California, there's a lot of Spanish speaking families. And this is why now I'm actually learning Spanish on the side because I'm like, I wouldn't be able to communicate with them just like this. Like I'm speaking English to you. I want them to be able to have a good communication line with me because I sometimes feel like they don't feel included or they feel like they can't ask all the questions because we don't understand their language. There's only so much you can do with like an interpreter. They're great. But to just be able to do it one on one to me, it's just it's more personable. And so that's why I'm really passionate about that. But just overall, I love parents. I've had like nurses all come in your report. They're like, oh, they're like this. They're kind of mean. They're timid. I'm like, OK, like, you know, I go in with a clear mind. I'm like, all right, like I hear what you're saying, but let me be the judge of that. And a lot of times, like, these parents, they're just scared. They really are just scared. So that's why I'm just, I'm a huge advocate. I don't like for things to go wrong. I like to be heard. I want the parents to be heard. So that's kind of why I guess you could say I'm a little bit of a pit bull. But it's just because I just, I'm passionate about what I do. And I just, I want it to just be the best that it can be. Well. Wow. Um, I, I I guess I first got to acknowledge because like the back to the, the pit bull like is like that there's like a common misconception. I am a pit bull owner. Like that wasn't a joke. That's a real thing. And it's like there's this common misconception that pit bulls are bad. Right. So like you're the way you're approaching it, like as with the pit bull mindset is like in how you broke that down, explain it. It's like so positive. Like you truly are. You're just passionate about providing exceptional patient care and really, you know, interacting with the parents. And like when you were talking about 
I still like it's now giving me chills again, just thinking of what you were just saying. As you were saying, like we're like a parent gets to hold the baby for the first time where it gets to touch mm-hmm. their toes like that is incredible. And it literally was giving me goosebumps when you were, when you were saying that. And I, and I know, and I obviously I have three kids. I've, you know, I'm fortunate. I've never, none of my kids were like born in the NICU and, and I have to go through that, but I have three children. So I, I can resonate being scared about, you know, your kids uh, health or, you know, uh, well-being and, it is, it is it is very nice to have you know the experience of someone like yourself uh to be there to to be empathetic but also to educate and to encourage and like hey no you can you can hold your baby it's okay and like that's just so meaningful and powerful so i love that now it made me forget the other thing i wanted to acknowledge about oh yeah so so yeah so like so yeah you're talking speaking uh spanish so our, our learning spanish you're doing that so you can really level up your communication because it's, I mean, communication is arguably one of the most important things in any type of interaction or relationship, right? If it's, if it's nurse to patient, nurse to, to family, um, if it's, you know, recruiter to nurse, communication is so critical, right? And that, that's amazing. Like, they're like, hey, I, you know what? I, this is a problem and I want to do my part to grow and get better at it so I can provide it a better level of service or, or better level of care to, to the families. Yeah. So um, I, about it. <laughs> I love, I love doing it right now. I'm doing a zoom. Um, yeah. but actually in the summer, I plan on taking off, uh, for next year, I plan on taking the whole summer off and actually going to study So just immerse myself in the Asian culture, learn the language. So I'm really, really excited. Yeah. That's super cool. You all, you also meant like that. You, that's common. You mentioned that like ba- like two every two and a half seconds is like their hearts are stopping or what? What did you say? Like babies are dying. In literal seconds, but there's times yeah. where literally babies they just stop breathing, and so their heart rate will go low, their saturations will go low. So we just call it Brady defects. They do that all the time, but it's just because they're young, like they're not in their right environment anymore so they're learning like oh i have to breathe you know in order to get oxygen or even when they're having like a little poop they'll even stop breathing i'm like hey like (laughs) (laughs) so um they'll literally they'll do that all the time especially the younger that they are like we pretty much take care of like 22 weekers all the way up to almost two years old so the younger they are especially when they're preemies they're just still learning I guess the land of the way they're just they're learning how to read it learning how to be in the world so yeah yeah well yeah you get you I'm sure you have a lot of uh of you know uh interesting crazy like uh patient care stories like the one you did the one specifically that you did share with me uh is about um, a baby was still attached to the placenta. I honestly, yeah. I didn't even know that was a possibility. Like, I was like, first of all, I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Run that yeah. back one more time. Um, so, and so that was, yeah, please. That one was crazy. I didn't think it was possible either, but I love my home hospital. We would see just the most crazy things ever. Um, but it was so educational. So we had this baby just rush over to us and the placenta was literally like just attached to the baby's side. Even get that out. At that point in time, you know, like that baby is just not gonna be able to make it. So we just made that baby as comfortable as it could be. 
Um, but because I'm like, there was no way to separate it. Like at that point, it's the baby's lifeline. So if you separate that, I mean, there's really nothing because of how it was attached. That was the most just like I wish, you know, we could we were allowed to record things, but we're not, you know, just yeah. due to HIPAA and everything. But it was it was definitely an experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that those type like that as one and all the other critical cases have really like shaped your perspective as a NICU nurse. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well one thing I wanna ask you about too is uh you mentioned like hey, uh, you know, um the burnout. So like I wanna ask you kind of that 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 journey of uh burnout to rejuvenation, I guess for for lack of a better uh way to la- label it. And you'd mentioned that as a staff nurse, you know, obviously there 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 was challenges um and that led to uh, you know, feelings of, you know, unhappiness and burnout. And, uh, you know, you kind of pointed to travel nursing as your, you know, saving, saving grace. So uh, how, how did transitioning, uh, you know, to travel nursing rejuvenate your, your passion for, for what you do in your profession? So I honestly have like nothing bad to say about my home hospital. That I was, I loved it. I loved my coworkers. It was just honestly the pay and the scheduling was just so, it was just so tiring. Honestly, yeah. before I left, I was making twenty eight fifty an hour, and this is including shift dip and everything. Like, I cannot live off of that. <laughs> like, and I'm sitting up here trying to work, full, you know, work full time, pick up extra shifts. I ended up picking up a PRN job as well. I was just so exhausted. I'm literally um, at our hospital. We had like patterns, so you could work three on, one off, three on, and then you would have seven days off. For the first year of me being a nurse, sure it worked, but after that, I was just getting so exhausted. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, and then I might be having a full seven day off because I'm trying to make ends meet. You know, picking up extra shifts and working at a whole different hospital. And at that time, I was like, I'm, you know, having some credit card debt, and I'm like, man, how am I gonna pay off debt? And at that time, we're planning a wedding, and I'm like, there's just no way. Like, there's no way. So I started looking into travel nursing, and I was like, okay. All right, like we're getting paid decent. We can travel. I'm that person. I'm so spontaneous. Like I can literally pick up the next day and go to a whole nother state. Like I'm from California and I went to school all the way in Alabama. So I left and that was like 3,000 miles away. So I'm used to being able just to like pick up and go and start starting your life. Um, so I listened to travel nursing and I was like, all right, like we can do these contracts. We could take time off in between. We could take time off during the contract. I was like, too. So when I first started, um, I mean, when I tell you I researched, I went to like, um, some people were holding like little classes and educating about travel nursing. Some people were doing lives. I mean, I was on it. I was like, I need to know everything there is to know before I just jump into this. And so I did. Smart. And yeah. And so being able to be a travel nurse and take time off was like the best thing in the world. A lot of people talk about the money. The money is great. Do not get me wrong. But my thing was, I needed that flexibility. I needed to be able to work my 13 weeks and relax after or take time off in between my contracts and like even during the contracts and just be able to rest. And so that is what kind of saved it because I was telling my husband, I was like, man, I don't know how much longer I can do this if I have to keep working like this and picking up extra shifts and I'm not getting paid anything. So that was kind of just honestly, like we said, my saving grace for me to continue to be a bedside nurse. Yeah, I no, I I totally get it, and it's and it, it's interesting to hear hear your uh version of of what I have 
said for a very long time from like my perspective on kind of the other side of the travel nursing ecosystem is that, um, yes, uh, we know we all agree money is super important to the travel nurse experience. Right. And it is it is it is often, you know, at the top of the list, but it's actually if you really break it down, and you really have conversations with travel nurses. It's what you said exactly uh, in, you know, a thousand different versions of it. But it's what's most important first is the flexibility. I've, I've learned that. And then compensation, you can put it together. It's really yeah. the high paid, flexible lifestyle, right? That you right. want to live or that you want to experience. And that's so true because is, yes, we all, I think we all can agree how uh, important money is. It's reasonably close to oxygen on the got to have it scale. It's <laughs> more flexibility in life. Uh, it gives us choices. It, it gives us something yeah. like for me is like it gives you the opportunity to be uh, generous or give back or support a nonprofit or support a friend mm-hmm. or uh, a colleague. What what you know whatever. There's there, there's a lot lot of opportunity to, to choose to do that. But mm-hmm. is like you know it's like autonomy. Like it really is so deeply rooted in intrinsic motivation for us as human beings, right? Not just travel versus for, even for me, it's like that, the autonomy, right? Of like, hey, I can, for, you know, for your experience, I can pick and choose where I work, how long do I work for, like, you know, how much time do I want to take off? Like you have, you have the autonomy to choose that or, or who you're working with. Like if you take a real crappy assignment, well, you know, it ends in eight weeks or 13 weeks and I'm out. Oh, I'm never coming out. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's all autonomy and that's the flexibility. Mm-hmm. And that really, it, you know, in my experience, and I'm not a travel nurse, obviously, but my experience, you know, working with, you know, travel nurses and, you know, and it's that like really, it's that flexibility that is, is yeah. when you break it down, it's number one uh, at the top of the list at the end of the day. Any NICU nurses or aspiring NICU nurses that listen to um, this episode and your story and your experiences, or, or you know those that are you know maybe they're in a different setting or specialty and they want to um, they they want to look into uh, becoming a NICU nurse. What uh, what steps would you recommend they take for any nurse student current nurse that aspires uh, to be a NICU nurse? Do it. Honestly, because they're going to have people tell you like that you can't do it or that you can't do it straight out of nursing school. Yeah, no, don't listen to them. Honestly, there's two different routes you can go. And don't be ashamed if you get to do an associate's degree in nursing first versus a bachelor's degree. Do whatever works for you, your budget, your schedule. And if you can in your last semester, I would just suggest getting your preceptorship which is kind of like um, your clinicals, but it's like specific to the specialty that you really want in your last semester before you graduate to do it in the NICU if you can. And then um, also if like there's a hospital near, like a children's hospital, we have like career fairs or something like that. Or if you can shadow on the floor, I would say do that because that's kind of what I did. I was, yeah, I was a stalker, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The hospital that I wanted to work at, had a career fair like twice a year and I was like yeah. all right I'm gonna go I'm gonna go so I ended up going and like I have my resume I'm dressed up nice you know old-fashioned suit everything right and I kept going to the table and I kept passing them and I was just like you guys are gonna remember my name like I kept talking to them um and so I ended up picking a day I could shadow and so we did like four hours of just shouting a nurse in the NICU 
And then before I left, they were like, okay, sure. Like, I don't know if this wasn't part of it, but sure. So I ended up interviewing. Well, I guess it's a good thing, but I literally made everyone in that room cry. And I was like, oh, crap. I was like, do they hate me or is this a good thing? So, like, they asked me why I wanted to be a Nikki nurse. And I told them. And then, of course, I brought up, like, my best friend and passing away and all this. And they were just boo-hoo crying. I was like, I was like, I'm back. I was like, don't hate me. I was like, oh, God, I'm making everybody cry. So literally the next day I get a call and they're like, oh, hey, Kiana, like, we're looking for an application and we don't see it. And I'm like, well, first off, they told me not to apply yet because, like, that was in the spring and I didn't graduate all the way until, like, seven months later. And yeah. um, so they were like, well, we're going to get, you know, people for the summer first and then we'll move on to the fall. So I was like, dang, okay, whatever. And so I was like, well, no, I didn't apply because I was told not to. And she's like, well, the nurse manager personally was trying to pull your app and I don't see it. Can you let me fill one out? And I was like, okay, sure. So I'm going to fill one out. And then the following day, I get an offer. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm already in my fourth semester. Like, I'm not even done with nursing school. And I'm like, I'm about to have a job. And I was like, hey, like, I want this job. But are you going to hold it for, like, almost nine months? And she's like, so like just being like just my gosh just as I say being that pit bull (laughs) just being on top of it and like not giving up is like the one thing that really saved me just being so persistent so like I said they have career fairs if there's clinicals that you can do you can even be like a patient care tech on a Nikki floor do everything that you can so that it's geared toward what you want to do and it looks good and also when you interview just brush up on the hospital brush up on like the types of patients just make yourself look good really sell it so i just say don't give up do it straight out of the gate if that's what you want yeah i love it that's just like it's so practical yet profound advice it's like just get after it take action educate yourself and execute i guess is how i would like educate then execute uh and just get after it as a I love that the theme of this is pitbull. Uh, <laughs> I love everything about it. Uh, you know why? I also, in full, I, I, I'm compelled to tell you this too, uh, in full transparency, is I love NICU nurses. Uh, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, I, 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 uh, and I've, I've said this before, uh, but it's like uh, I, back in my day, I actually was a recruiter well, way back in the day before I started. Uh, you know, uh, building and, and leading, uh, running uh, healthcare staffing agencies. And, and at the height of my recruitment career, I didn't like make like this conscious choice that led up to it. But at one, like, at the height of my recruitment career, I had this like, like massive NICU nurse community of like that traveled with me. Like, and it was, there was just something I, I don't know what, it, I can't tell you what it, what it was. It was not intentional. I don't know how it came to be, but uh, it's like, there, there's just something about, for me, NICU nurses that I connect with and that, that you know, for, for, for whatever reason. And, you know, some of my, you know, favorite nurses, I love lots of nurses too. And, and there's so many great nurses out there across all different specialties, but there's always been something about NICU nurses for me. And I just felt compelled to tell you that because stating the obvious, you're a NICU nurse. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and you just, you know, the, what, what you do and, you know, what your profession does is just, it's incredible, man. It's got to be some of the the hardest stuff too like i'm sure i actually i know from other from other nikki nurse relationships just like you know the, there's you know very challenging emotionally physically 
uh, mentally, it's exhausting, but uh, you're clearly crushing it. Uh, and I love the pit bull mindset. Say it again. Uh, one thing I I do want to end with, if if you're uh, if you're down, is gratitude. Um, and so I believe uh, so strongly in the power of gratitude. And um, I obviously, for example, I'm feeling tremendous gratitude for you uh, and you know the impact that uh, you have on your patients, their families, um, and you know, the positive impact that you're having on our community, uh, the travel nurse community. And so I'm just, you know, in this moment, uh, I feel uh, unlimited gratitude uh, for you. And so um, I want to ask you, uh, like, what is you know, one or three things that you're like super grateful for that's happening in your life right now or that has happened? Of course like my husband because he's like my biggest supporter um honestly travel nursing because i'm able to just tra- honestly travel nursing and traveling the world is what i love and i'm so passionate about um, yep. so that's another thing that's just life because life has been great honestly overall and just being able to pursue my dreams and not being stressed about financial things or anything like that it's just yeah it's just a blessing and i just have amazing people in my life so i'm thankful for them and just really the opportunity to just do my passion and that's being a NICU nurse and traveling the world at the same time yeah well i love that uh thank you thank you for sharing and it's like it's crazy it's just crazy it's like just such genuine positive energy that comes out when you practice gratitude like right now exceptional so uh well thank you um for coming on today uh i really really appreciate it and uh, i loved uh, the conversation and i'm, I'm excited to uh, get this out online and appreciate you so much uh this was a, was a lot of fun yes <laughs>